0: The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John, some Greeks who had come to worship at the Passover feast came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, "Sir, we would like to see Jesus." Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. Whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also will my servant be. The Father will honor whoever serves me. I am troubled now, yet what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? But it was for this purpose that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that heard it, some said it was thunder, but others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come for my sake. But for yours, now is the time of judgment on this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw every one to myself. He said this, indicating the kind of death he would die. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is walking by a village. And when he saw a funeral procession, the widow who was about to bury her only son, the scriptures say that Jesus was moved with pity. Now I'm not going to complain about the English translation of the word pity because we just don't have a word in English that best translates the original Greek word that, that Luke used in that passage. The Greek word is spagnizo, explosive kind of word. It's hard to really pronounce. But what it means is that your innards, right? your inside, your guts, start to wiggle. They move, they're agitated. And it's almost as if the inside of your body wakes up and says, and all the organs inside say to the body parts on the outside, like the arms and the legs, do something, do something. So Jesus did something. Went to the widow and said, do not cry. Why did he say, do not cry? Because he said earlier that blessed are those who cry, one day they will laugh. And that's what God does. God takes the mourning. Those that mourn makes them give joy. So that's a, really, that's a really great story. But here's my question. How do you get your inside guts to wiggle? How do you get them to move like, like Jesus' insides moves? Because when you do that, you get to do great things. So I'll give you another example. So everybody knows the story of the prodigal son. So the son takes the inheritance, goes to the far country, spends it all the drought. He's starving. He has to go back to his father. So his father is looking in the distance. Why is he looking in the distance? Because this is not the only time he's looking in the distance. He's looking to hope that his son's going to return. And when he sees... His son, in a distance, splogged, All the guts and sudden say to the outside hands and feet, do something, do something. So the father does something. He runs to his son, then he puts his arms around his son, and then he puts nice clothes on his son, and sandals on his feet, and a ring on his hand. And then he throws a party. That's a great story. So my question is again, how do you get your insides to do that? How do you get your insides, your image, your guts to wiggle so that you can do great things? Because it doesn't happen to everybody. Look at the older, the older son, the one that stayed with the father. The brother, he's a decent guy, honest, hardworking, always with the father, always faithful, but it doesn't happen to him. In fact, he's not even happy that the brother came home. give you another example parable of the Good Samaritan. You all know the story. Guy falls to robbers. He's stripped all all his clothes are stripped off. He's left naked, wounded, and uh, to die. So a priest walks by, sees him, and then keeps going. A Levite walks by, sees him, and keeps going. The Samaritan walks by, sees him, splog me so! All his guts are telling him to do something. So he does something. Takes his food, and his wine, and his oil, fixes up and bandages his wounds, puts, his, uh, puts the man on his donkey, brings him to an inn, takes care of him, brings him back to health. And it's a great story. So my question is, how do you get to do that? How do you get your insides to wiggle and to move? So you can do great things, because not everybody has it. You would think that the priest and the Levite would have it, because they're praying all day in the church, in the temple. They're priests. You'd think they would have it, but they don't. So how do you get it? Well, I have good news. So in the first reading, Jeremiah tells us how we get it. And in the Jeremiah, God says to Jeremiah, I'm going to do something great for you. I'm starting a new thing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to write the law and put the law inside of you. I'm going to write the law in your heart. What law? Well, the law of love. Remember it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Where's the heart? Inside. With all your soul? Where's the soul? Inside. With all your mind? Where's the mind? Well, it's Inside. God gave us the, the law and put it inside of us. Because you know something, when you, uh, you don't get so. when you have to follow the, the law like you have to stop at a red light. You don't get so. when you have to go to do your jury duty. You don't get so. when you have to write out your tax form. But you get so. when you allow Anyway, I'm really. You know, I'm really close to my father. And I call him every night. So anyway, last we got the mass. I check my cell phone to see if I have any messages. So I flip the phone because I have a flip phone, and that's what flip phones do. They tell you if you have a message, and that's all they do. Flip phones don't tell you how to get to Pasadena, California. Flip phones don't uh, don't tell you how to get, you get tickets for the Red Sox game. Uh, the flip phones don't tell you what's going on in Washington. All flip phones do is they tell you you get a message. So I saw it, I got a message. So I, so I listened to it. And this is the message. Hello, this is Dr. So-and-so, and I'm with your father, and he needs heart surgery right away. I'm thinking to myself, what? I, two days ago, he was on a 40-foot ladder on top of a roof. I was just talking to him last night. So I continued to listen to the message. Could you please give me a call? You bet you're a spline, So I'm going to give you a call. So, I, so we call. So I call him and he goes, is this Father Peter at St. Clement's? I go, yes, it is. And he says, oh, he says, I used to go to St. Clement's all the time when I was an intern. I says, I know you. And I heard these stories about you and your father. And your father's right here. So how are you doing? I go, all due respect. I mean, I'd love to tell you how I'm doing. But right now I want to find out what my father's doing. I wanted to know what I could do. He says, I'm sitting in the Boston. to meet him. I met him and we talked about fishing and fun things. And, and he had his surgery and he's going home today. The faith lesson is this from Jeremiah: is that God wrote a law, did something really great for us. He gave us a law and put it in our heart, and it's a gift because if we, not everybody has it. But if you want to be Christian, if you want to do great things, if you want to be like Christ, you absolutely have to have it to do the things that he wants us to do.